Hope United have lost 4-0 at home to Exeter City this afternoon. Love it. Happy Halloween, everybody. Welcome to the DM35 podcast. Uh, we will be your therapy session, I assume, for the next hour or so. Uh, talk to you about last week's uh, activities and, and, and answering any of your questions. We're really keen for as many of you to get as involved as possible. If you're watching it on Twitter or Facebook or YouTube, you can always add questions. Or if you don't have access to that and you're just on Twitter, just uh, email or just send a message to us directly uh, and we'll happily sort of have a chat about what you're putting up. Uh, so it'll be great to see everybody and, and have a chat. With us today, all the way in Grimsby, uh, the only one, uh, Bruce. Uh, is, is it still there? Yeah. Please, folks, mate. But yes, it's yeah. well. We've got, we've got no, we've got no Grimsby. But we'll, 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 we'll go, we'll go with the, uh, we'll go with the description. Well, it's then, still, if you're it's still here, it's still standing, mate. Yeah. If you're a resident of Cleethorpes, can we at least go? What a loser! You got smashed eight nil. Go on, Grimsby. In the Nell Classico, we'll we'll touch on that later. Uh, Not a very time way to start, is it? (laughs) You know know how sensitive I am. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But you know, these these Meggie's residents got absolutely battered. Uh, But there we go. Uh, I I don't know if we're. Is this the friendly rivalry? I don't know. Tom is here as well in his Hibernian shirt. Uh, Tom, how are you? Yeah, good. Cheers. How is Portsmouth? Uh, wet, yeah, you and me both, my friend, and also down here in the southeast, um, in a house he can't afford, like everybody else. Mike, how are you? I'm all right, how are you? Sorry, I'm putting I'm casting dispersions on your uh, your your uh incomings, then apologies, but um, everything okay with you? Yeah, all good, mate. I won't worry, it's not my house anyway, so. I mean, as long as they know you're there, I guess it's probably. Yeah, know. I've got to be quiet. I don't think they know I'm here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, gentlemen, we've had two games this week, and who would have thunk it? We've come away pointless uh, from uh, Wealdstone and from Notts County. Uh, we will start uh, as we mean to go on, at least, um, sort of, you know, uh, time wise. We'll start with Wealdstone. Uh, Bruce, you were there. You made the long trip down. Mike, you were there as well. The not so long trip, and and myself as well. It's ter- this season just seems to be turning into driving through uh, unknown places of London suburbia, left, right, through every terrace street, which looks exactly the same, only to get to a ground with three rows of seats, and then you know walk away unhappy at the moment. That's that's mine anyway. Uh, Bruce, I will go to you because you're the one that had to you know. Enjoy the journey down and up. How, what did you make of it, and how do you think the, the the game went? I thought it was flat. The whole the whole, the whole thing just felt just felt flat. The uh, the performance on the pitch was flat. I thought the stands were very quiet. Um, fans never really got into it. Um, I know that sometimes they said you know the people on the pitch have to give them a bit to get into it, but it just felt yeah, it just really was a straight. It was a strange atmosphere and a strange performance that. That you didn't really see coming with the high intensity that we've been playing at. Um, 
it, yeah, it was just you know it, it looked it looked in isolation just like a complete off day, um, and you know it, we just didn't really create a lot. All right, we had a couple of you know that the, the header that waterfall had that hit the keeper. I think that was a fair description because it was about two yards out or five yards out, and and it was literally straight at the keeper, a bullet header, and it just sort of that. But we really just this last. I know we'll come on to the other game later, but we're just struggling to create chances with the current way we're setting up or the personnel we've got out there um yeah it's interesting but yeah it was uh, not the best mate i don't know what you made of it well i'll be controversial because obviously i've only seen the games down here so i've been to maidenhead i've been to woking i've been to wheelston and bromley and aside from probably woking and again a game where we didn't create too much i don't think our performances have been of a table topping team i thought maidenhead was really poor uh, i thought bromley was poor we 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 got our ass handed there. Woking, uh, it was really tight, and they I think they're the best opposition. I well, certainly I've seen us play, um, uh, and we nicked it at the end. And 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 Wilson didn't seem much of an anomaly in, in in that case. I haven't been lucky enough to you know um, watch all the other games. Um, maybe I'm a bit too you know over dramatic. I just want to play that out there, Mike. What did you think? No, I think you're right. I mean, I've seen the same games you have, Alex, other than I'm lucky enough that I went back home and saw Dover, so I have seen us play quite well. I think I think Bruce is quite right. The word when I was watching the game on Tuesday was it was just slow and flat. Um, we had a lot of possession that was sort of safe possession, so we didn't really do too much with it when we had it, and we just moved the ball slow, and it all just looked a bit flat on and off the pitch. Um, I think we had four shots on target, which sort of shows you we weren't really creating much. Um, two good chances with Waterfall and Sousa, um, which could have could have changed the game. But I think when they when they scored their goal, I think they sort of sat back a bit and we just played the ball in front of their midfield um, and didn't create anything really. Tom, do you have anything to say on it as well? Because I, I, I'm not sure. I don't think you were there at that one, but you've been to a few games where. I don't necessarily think that the levels have been what I'd expect of a tabletop inside, but they would will take it. Um, I was a bit bored of all the oh we're crap talk. Uh, we've been top, we're third, a point off the lead or whatever it is. I'm kind of like, yeah, we're doing all right. We'll get over it, you know. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Right, see you next week then. Yeah, thanks, Tom. I'll take him out, shall I? We'll bring Shane in now. Um, look, um, I th- I can understand that. And it looks, maybe we've got two different teams. Maybe we've got a team that can play exceptionally well at home. I have nothing to reference it against. I can only see the highlights, but I can hear, I'm listening to him. And, and so it's, but Maidenhead, I don't think it was a good performance. And I think you even agreed at the time, Tom, it wasn't a stellar one. It was just a, a team that were, were high. Bromley, I thought was a bit of an anomaly. I thought we played okay, but the conditions w- went against us. But again, didn't create too much. Woking, we didn't create much. Um, and, you know, um, yesterday as well, on, on Tuesday, we didn't as well. Maybe it's an away thing. Maybe we've got to work out how to play better away from home against some of these teams. And and all by, they are smaller teams who are more likely to, you know, sit back and, and defend a bit. And the one team that did come at us was Woking. And, you know, um, that gave us the opportunity to, to take advantage. Bruce? I think, I think what, what we've got to bear in mind as well is that we've been top of the league for a few weeks now, or right up there. Um, and these smaller teams are going to naturally raise the game against 
the likes of us, Wrexham, Stockport, you know, people like that, they're going to they're they're run the socks off. I mean, at Maidenhead, we didn't play well, but you were, I think you commented on the pod we did that day after that, that you know, they, their players collapsed to the floor at the end of the game. You know, the amount of effort that they put into it. You know, you don't see that in a, in a general Saturday game. You know, in, in, it's not, it's more of a cup thing than a, it's, so it is the, you know, is it the old cup final thing? But I do think that at the moment, I think McAtee and Taylor had struck up a really good understanding with the others working around them. And I, and I, and I just don't think it's clicking at the moment with them two missing. I think we're struggling to find the right combination to, to cause teams problems. Um, on Tuesday, we were we were in the, that side bit, sort of um, round the corner from you, um, and we sort of, we we were probably level with the edge of the penalty area as far as the town fans could go before that little gate thing. Um, and in the first half, we had sort of Sousa was our way, and I thought the two wingers, the two wingers Sousa and Bapaga, um, they just struggled to get past the men. You know, the, the, you know. I mean, yesterday, which we'll come on to, so, so his dribbling was excellent, but they just couldn't beat the men. And they got, they got to the when they did get to the byline, we just didn't, we didn't deliver. And when you looked up, we often just had Lenny in the box. You know, we, we we weren't getting the bodies in the box that I think we really missed Clifton on Tuesday. I don't know what you two think, or what you know, what you guys think, but I think we miss his energy. And you, yesterday, um, when uh, poor old Sears went off. You could see how important he hurst things because it would have been a natural to drop Clifton to right back, but he left him wide left up further forward, which which to me shows how how important I think he values his work rate up and down the pitch in that position. It's a good one actually. So talking about the match, um penalty, you sound like you might have had a half decent view of it, Bruce. Was it was it a pen? Was it an over eager ref? I thought it was soft. I thought it was a coming together, and I thought it was a soft penalty. I certainly and heard. Then, and the guy, the guy that it was very similar to the to the to what the penalty the guy actually took, which was pretty shit as well. It was appalling. Yeah, um, was, I, mean, I certainly heard boots click because you were that close to the pitch. I heard like the boots clicking as, but that doesn't mean it's a penalty. It just means you know you, you no, don't even just, know who was the one that hit who. If someone if someone says it's a soft penalty, that means it's a penalty, but they are a bit annoyed, basically, that it's a penalty. Um, Sorry, Bruce. If you say it's soft, that means you're acknowledging that it was a foul, but you begrudge the fact that you, uh, no, there was foul no foul. There was, there was contact. There was contact, and the guy and the, the, so the, the, there was contact. Did he get the ball? No, but two players could two players can run together shoulder to shoulder, and a guy goes over. It's not, it's not a free kick, is it? I got to disagree with you there, Tom. That's not the law, uh, but I, I understand what you mean, Mike. What I, were you going to say? Because you said I'm not saying every contact is a penalty, but I think when, like personally, when people say a, a, a foul is soft, it, it, it essentially means that. Um, you almost agree that it's a penalty, but you're annoyed that it was, you know, if it was the other way around, you'd be like, yeah, it's a penalty every day of the week. But, uh, you know, I think I haven't actually seen the incident. I could go back and quickly look at it, but 
Where's that? I thought that'd be of... part of your research. Come hey. in. Some <laughs> defensive against a referee that doesn't know the law says you can't hold on to the ball for six seconds. I, think, I think that football like has like a, a real bad um, sort of trait in that it uh, uses excuses to to um, to excuse its own downfall. So if you've had a bad game, it's not the it's not your fault. It's the referee's fault. Um, it's we had injuries. It's something else. We we in in football we always find um, excuses for our, our own faults rather than in look inwardly and say uh, actually I made a mistake there or we had a bad we had a bad performance there. Um, and saying a penalty is soft, I'm not having to go at Bruce, just saying a penalty is soft, I think, is is a classic example of that. And I think, by the sounds of things, on Tuesday night against Wilton, we had an off day and we lost. And, and that is it. Mike, what did you think? Was it a penalty or not? Well, didn't um, you just yeah. say that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb here. I was a, bit, I was a bit closer to it than Bruce. It was never a penalty. Never a penalty. I mean, I there was there was some contact, but it wasn't enough to make him go down. It wasn't wasn't anything than you wouldn't expect in a contact sport, which is what football is—a contact sport. I think the problem is sometimes football we sort of deal with issues in a black and white sort of way, of don't we? we do. Is or it isn't, and and <laughs> <laughs> and life and football isn't like that. So I think that's where people think when things are soft, you know. Well. Can, can someone explain this one then? Because I was in a, a really, really fortunate position with Mr. Spring uh, in the corner. The linesman told the referee over the headset that the goalkeeper put the, a cone onto the pitch and the ref didn't have a word with him nor book him for time-wasting. Can, can anybody work that one out? Because I'm completely perplexed uh, why that was. Maybe his earpiece wasn't working. I don't know. Strange one. Really strange. Tommy, look like you're gearing up to say something then. Do, do you have anything on that one? No, I'm going back to find this Wheelstone penalty to see if I have oh, okay. a penalty or not. Uh, I, but um, there was an odd one. He also apparently admitted to Paul Hurst that he didn't know that there was a six-second law on, on holding the ball. So much so that the, the away fans started counting as he <laughs> held the ball, which was I hilarious. think the six-second rule has actually been done away with and was done away with a long time ago, wasn't it? It hasn't, no. No. Nope, still still active. I think there was because it came in at the same time that you know, if you row with the referee, they move the ball ten yards forward. That, that never was... actually came in as a as a as a law. Um that was only trialed. I mean, you're uh... the king of the ped pedants today. It was still being used in football league and it was there and then it got taken it away. It wasn't being used in football league. I, if I remember rightly, it was only used in the League Cup as a trial. Um so I remember I was a referee at the time and there was a, um, a a bloke in our referees association who used to use it in the Boston Saturday League and uh, they were like, you're not allowed to do it. And he was like, I'll do it anyway. <laughs> I don't mind it. But it was, it was, it was being used in, in Division 1 at the time, I think it was, where we were. It was quite an Yeah, it might have been just trialled in Division 1 then. It, either way, it was, uh, it won't, for example, it wasn't used in the Premier League. Um, anyway, we're that. we're getting sidetracked on something that isn't happening and hasn't happened for fifteen years. <laughs> was it was it was it trial like those craft cheese slices that we used to put in the burgers under the pre previous regime? <laughs> I mean, uh, they they should have at least got rid of the old ones instead of you know keep using them. 
Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, it was an odd game. I've got to agree with all of you. It felt like it was just an off day and we didn't create much. Paul Hurst was really upset with the levels that the players were putting in. Obviously, there's been quite a bit of football quite quickly into the season, but um, Wheelston, to their credit, and, and also, it was a cracking day out, I thought. Tom, you'd have loved the pin badge table. It was at least 20 yards long. Um, it was it was immaculate. You could have got any any badge you wanted. Um, and uh, all, all really friendly, no problems. Our flag made its debut, though I've got to do better with its positioning. It was really poor. I've overestimated as well how big it is. <laughs> yeah, the side on flag. The side on flag doesn't really get a lot of coverage, does it? No, not really. Especially when there was that massive gap behind the goal where we could have really just stuck it. But uh, maybe if it had been more prominent, we might have come away with a point or so. Um, yeah, I was a bit disappointed we didn't create much. It's it nice to see Maka go up with a few minutes left for a corner. And obviously, we got to give him credit. However shit the penalty was, he made a save from it. You got to stop him. He caught it. He caught it. It was that bad. Yeah. <laughs> So, yesterday, Notts County, home end is sold out. Surprised Notts County didn't sell out there and given it's only a couple of miles down the road, but still nice to see more than 10 men and his dog in the away end. Um, Bruce, what was it like? What were your thoughts? I've got to I've got to admit, hands up now, I didn't even listen to this. I was driving back from Houston. It was um, better. It was better. But with the same problems, the same end product was a problem. Um, we just look, as I said earlier, it, it, it was further forward. It was it was similar to um, it was similar to the the, the Wilson performance. Really, um, we did create a few half chances. Um, Sousa, I think the ones that, that Hursty mentioned, there was a cracking ball over the top. I'm not sure. I can't remember who played it. it might have been Clifton or or um, Crooks, but. It came. It certainly came from our left back attacking towards the Osman, or from that side of the field. Um, just dropped it over the defender's head, and Sousa let it bounce once or twice, and then really had a bit of a lash at it um, and put it into the Osmond. Um, and then Lenny had a good bit of skill in the first half, which he cut inside, sort of edge of the penalty area, main stand side, um, and sort of killed it against the far crossbar um, on the far side, which were probably our two clearest cut chances. And then in the second half, McAtee and Lenny both had sort of, McAtee, sorry, uh, Taylor when he came on and Lenny both had fairly similar um, opportunities where they got the ball sort of penalty spot or a little bit wider and sort of spun and hit it. And I think one went wide and one went straight at the, oh, no, I think Taylor put his over the bar. Um, but we didn't really create a lot. And we, we were a, a bit like Mike said the other night, we were still a little bit pedestrian and, they were quite happy. They they had they had ten men behind the ball, um, and they were quite happy to let us pass it around, like you saw on Tuesday night. You know, across our back line, we we like switching the ball, don't we? From sort of left back to centre back to centre back, and across to right back. Um, and if you don't move it quickly, you're really you, you're not going anywhere. But it was a lot better. Um, but I still think we don't look like we've got the the the, the right combination or the right personnel at the moment in the final third. Anyone? Did anyone else get any any thoughts on yesterday? I've really got none. I, I listened. It sounded quite a quite a heartbreaking performance, and we at least deserved a point. A lot of people were saying that they were disappointed with how Notts County played. They were they were expecting something bigger and better from them. Mike, what were you going to say? Well, I mean, I I didn't see it myself. I had to rely on uh, on John Tonder 
uh, missed the first sort of 30 minutes because we was having a, an argument about how you cut up a pumpkin. So um, it sounded like we were a lot better. Sounded like we was a lot better. Um, I, I think with regards not to carry, I think sometimes in this league, you've got to realise you have to stop people playing before you can play yourself. Um, and I think there was an element an element of that uh, yesterday. Um, that, that late goal just hurts though, doesn't it? I mean... The bit I was listening to, it sounded like we was on top, and we really should have had the game, had the game won, uh, and then for them to go down the other end in the last sort of minute uh, and score, it still hurts uh, this morning. So they had um, they had a lot of, um, like you said, they had a lot of men behind the ball, and they they really in the second half there was very little attacking intent. And I know you you sound like sour grapes when you come and you come on and you talk like this after they've, they've won. Um, but but they uh, they really didn't, and I've never seen a team so noticeably put so many stray passes out for throw-ins and goal kicks. The the passing, especially in the first half by Notts County, was was awful, um, and that's probably the, the worst bit of it that we that we've come away with nothing against a team who really, for the size of the club and where they should be, were were poor. Um, and the, the, the winning, the, the goal that won it um, was down our side. We sit obviously at the uh, at the Osman at the Osman end of the lower. And um, I don't remember quite what happened, but Crooksy um, was just over the halfway line, went to try and win the ball, and then they sort of won it, and it was played down our our left side. Um, and the guy was just basically stood on his own. Um, I remember Coke trying to chase him back. Um, but he, he was just stood on his own and, and basically squared the ball. And I'd need to see it again, whether Maka looked like he sort of, it was like a, a cross come shot. I don't know whether it was on target and he sort of palmed it, but it wasn't palmed wide. It seemed to be palmed almost into the middle of the sort of goal edge of the penalty area. And then the guy just stroked it home on the edge of the box. I'd, I'd have to watch it again to see whether there was any blame to a, a, a portion to Maka. But regardless of that, there was... There was too much space on our left-hand side. We got absolutely done. You know, when somebody when somebody goes forward, somebody else needs to drop in and just fill in and cover, and and, we, and it didn't happen, and and it ultimately cost us a point. Yeah, it, it sounds a real it sounds a real gut buster more than anything. It sounded like a point point from both, and and I spoke to the guys at. Not... Sorry, my dad was at the game, and he said that. Um... Is that how you gonna, hang on, no, no, we're not having that. I mean, you're chatting and then you're just belching away on the microphone and, you know, throwing up your recordings. What are you watching? I was trying to get the highlights up from yesterday's game on the BT Sport app. Um, ah, okay. He said that uh, they basically came for a point and, you know, and it was a smash and grab and we were the better side. Um, interesting that Bruce says that their their goal came down our left yet again. I'd love to know what the stats are on goals that have come down our left this season because goals that I can remember off the top of my head, uh, Maidstone, Barnet, yesterday, um, we've conceded a lot down the left. It's definitely our weak area. Mike, you, you breathed then like you were going <laughs> to... Yeah, I was going to say to him, what do, you, what do you put that down to, Gus? I mean, looking at it, you sort of, with, with Crooks, he sort of gets um, a lot of credit for being quite defensively strong. So what, what do you think the reason we're so weak down the left when Crooks is, is quite well-reviewed down there? 
Personally, uh, um, and I, I'm loath to say this because I think he's been really good for us. Uh, I, I think it's having uh, Clifton sort of playing in a three on the left, and he's not, and I don't think he's a naturally sort of wide left-sided player. And he also seems to have quite a free role. Uh, the games that I've seen. You know, he's not just been on the left, like the Maidstone game, for example. He picked up the ball on the right and and put in a, a great cross for for Souza over on the left. Um, and I, I think it's that freedom perhaps gives us um, less stability on the left-hand side, whereas whilst Souza's more attacking, he generally stays on the right-hand side of the pitch. and is therefore always there when it comes to like a first line of defence when we do lose possession, whereas Clifton might be caught out of position a bit. Um, that's what I put it down to from the games I've seen. But like I say, it, it pains me to say that because I actually think Clifton's been one of our best players this season so far. I'm, um, I'm no tactical genius, but as well, I think that... If we if you're playing four four two, then the wingers are going to be further further. Sorry, the, the midfielders. Sorry, if you're playing a, a standard four four two, the midfielders are going to be closer to the fullback probably. Whereas we've got three in the centre of midfield, haven't we? Hunt. Um, I know there were some changes. Hunt, Coke, and Fox yesterday, and they're generally the three of them quite central. So you've got if you've got the guy playing wide left on the front up, up front. They are sticking to the touchlines, the two wide men. They've got further to cover to get back and and, and help out the fullback, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, and absolutely. I think uh, and I think just while we're talking about that game, before we go, it would be um, remiss not to mention the injury to Ryan to see us because I think he's been excellent since he came into the team and it looked innocuous yesterday. He, he went for a challenge on the uh, in front of the lower. Um, sort of tackled somebody and it looked like he just put his hand down to sort of when he was sliding in. Um, and I don't know whether it, there was, I, I've not heard the interview after the game. I don't know whether he, or, or did, I did hear it actually. I don't think there was a mention of it, but I don't know whether he sprained his wrist or he's, or, or, or worse than that. Um, but obviously the physio who wasn't Dave Moore and who wasn't in shorts um, came on. Um, and uh, and yeah, he, he had to go off. So hopefully that's not broken or anything like that, because it, I think he's been really good and he's been growing in confidence and stature every game that he's played. I mean, we've also got to mention the fact that Dave Moore isn't with the squad, so I assume he has the plague, because I don't think even Wild Buffalo will take that man down, so I hope he's doing all right and wishing well. Uh, I mean, we'll know if he's he's not doing well if he comes in joggers um, or is, or, you know, wearing a jumper. Um, uh, it's, it's also worth mentioning as well, there was a, an announcement as well around... Um, abusive language and discriminatory behaviour from, I think it was the lower, I don't know. Um, there's a, a few conjectures, uh, sort of conjecting rumours circling around um, and, and hopefully there's just no place for it in football. We don't really need to, to keep talking about it. I think we've given that sort of comments quite a bit of time, actually. Uh, but we're always happy if you think we need to have a better discussion on it, we'll always happily do so. But we don't, we don't want to brush over it. We want to acknowledge it and, and, and hopefully the club will, will act accordingly as well uh with that too um it's also worth um what was the other thing i was going to mention around the game yesterday 
Uh, well, a sellout was pretty good as well. Very rare. Do you have a game booked out three days before? Hopefully those who saw us lose won't necessarily be taken too hard and they'll be back again next week as well. Um, is there anything else you want to mention about yesterday's game? I think some people are struggling with the defeat on social media. Um, yeah, we've lost two. It's the first time since March we've lost two in a row. I don't necessarily think it's it's going to happen. It's how we deal with it afterwards. Yeah, Bruce. I dealt with it badly. How I badly are we talking? You weren't that bloke, were you? <laughs> I, feel, I, feel, I feel I need... Uh, this is my therapy session. Um, the goal went in, and I've got some things that I just can't stand, and one of them is watching the away end celebrate at the end of a game. So my applause for the players and all that went out the window as I grabbed Maisie's hand and said, come on, we're going. <laughs> and, we, and, we, and we left. There was three minutes left. And if we'd have scored, I would have been delighted. But I was walking down Grimsby Road before the final whistle because I just can't. It just knocks the stuff. A last minute winner just knocks the stuffing out of you. Why, why and, are you season tickets in the lower near the Osmond, man? Why are you such a glutton for punishment? I just... Yeah, I know. Well, normally you can't hear, you can't hear the away fans from there, but um, <laughs> but but yeah, yes. Oh, it was just yeah, it was just. I just felt just felt sick. But then as I thought about it, um, and I chatted to somebody today, and I just said, look, really, we didn't lose three points, did we? We lost a point because you know we were they were attacking. You know, it was right near the end of the game. We've we've lost a point over. We we were looking at the table. Um, you struggle to get internet at Bundle Park these days. It's that busy. There's that much mobile data being used. Um, but I did. These get, are first world problems now. I did get a flash score up, and uh, it was maybe a few minutes behind. But we were looking at the table, and we were we were sitting second, um, I think, or joint top or something. But and then yeah, and then I just sulked off, and we we we, we left. And Maisie was Maisie to a credit was can't we just stay and watch the last couple of minutes? And I'm like, no, we're going. She's dedicated. What can you say? You're raising a kid right if she's happy to stay for the last few minutes of a defeat at Notts, with Notts County. That's that's some good parenting skills right there. She, she um, went to Wilson on Tuesday and I did tell her how far it was. It was, uh, yeah, it's, it, it felt a long way for me and I was only like 45 minutes up the road. Um, oh. it's, um, it was a strange one. It's been a strange week. Let's look forward. We've got the cup to come. Um, we're going to invite Shane in, who's a Kidderminster Harrier fan as well, and he'll take a little bit about what's going on with their their season as well. Tom's done some actual work on, on Kiddy as well, um, and so we'll have a quick chat about what we can expect for the Cup. Can we get back to winning ways, or are people? is Bruce going to fall deeper into an alcoholic downward spiral as he's, you know, it looks like he's cracking up. Yeah, there we go. Uh, Shane, pleasure to meet you. Thank you for joining us. Um, yeah, evening guys. Thanks for having us on. It's uh, been interesting to talk to you and uh, I'll just start straight away. I think it was you said it, Alex, about Notts County. It was nice to see more than 10 men in the dog in the away end. And uh, as I say, for you guys coming to Agro on Saturday, it'll be nice to see you. I think it was 1500, wasn't it, you brought last time you were at our place. It'll be nice to see support like that again. We love an inflatable. I don't know if we're getting the inflatable sharks out this time. Um, it's it's been in other words, Bruce. Are you going? I'm. I'm not. I'm, we joked about this earlier as well. I was uh, with somebody at the cricket club earlier, and I just said, "He said are you going Saturday," and I said, "No, I don't think so. Not at the minute." And then my mate texted and said, "Do you want to live Saturday?" And I'm like, eh. 
Um, I'm not sure. So, but yeah, but that, so that Bruce last, is going to be there Saturday. That, that <laughs> last trip, that last trip to Kidderminster, we were we were, we were knee deep in plastic shark by about eighty minutes when they all they all got flattened or squashed or whatever, and then and then you guys scored an equaliser, I think, right at the end for a two-two draw, which uh, which was um, yeah another sickener. Thanks, Alex. That's all right, mate. My I'll pleasure. just mute, I'll just mute for a minute and have a drink. <laughs> That's all right. So Shane, how's your season been going? There was an impressive win this week, wasn't there? Yeah, we're spending more up in third place at the minute. Slightly depleted, admittedly, but uh, one of the better teams in the league. And we beat them 4-0 after last Saturday's 5-1 club in Bradford Park Avenue. So, seeing sixth at the minute, it's been better this season than it has been recently. So, hopefully, we can uh, keep up going in that right direction in the league. But, obviously, you know, the cup, different ball game, isn't it? Tom, what have you got on Kidderminster Harriers? The only thing I know is the food used to be good. It's no longer good. And everybody <laughs> in lower league football is upset about that. Um, well, I think the main thing to note of their season so far is that uh, they're scoring quite a lot of goals. They've scored 22 goals in 11 games in the league, which is pretty good going. Uh, and they've only lost once... Uh, in October, which was right at the beginning of October, and they've played quite a few games. They've had a couple of Tuesday night games in October, um, so they're you know they're they're going to be full of confidence on Saturday when the players um, and you know they've got one Ashley Hemmings got six goals, Sam Austin five, Amari Sterling James on four. So they've got players who are, are, are scoring a good. Oh, I've got a good games to goals, goals to games ratio. Um, so I expect them to be fancying their chances at the weekend, especially with us having lost two on the trot. I I've thought Australia, I've, got... I've got Australian Shane now. <laughs> Shane, oh, Shane won. <laughs> <laughs> he spun it there, didn't he? He spun it well. <laughs> he spun it. Are you back now, Shane? Oh, it's like uh, connecting oh, with Bazza. Sorry, that's what's going on here. That's all right. Maybe it's our internet. Maybe we, we need to pay for a little bit more to have more than four on. Um, how is everything going? Who do we need to look out for? And who are the men that we, we, we expect to do us some damage? And, and what's the general mood around the fan base about the draw? I'm sure we were such a... Such an exciting prospect to be playing on a Saturday. It, well, I'm not going to lie, it was a bit of a disappointed draw. As How rude. For you as well, you know, first round. You're thinking of, you know, your Sunderlands and your Sheffield Wednesdays and, and whatever you're in. For yourself, you'd probably have preferred an AFC Sudbury over a top six step two side. But uh, here we are. In terms of danger, men. Top scorer in all competitions, Ashley Hemmings, uh, former Wolves um, youth product. Uh, he's a tricky winger, will get at the full-backs. Same with Amari Sterling-James, he's got four. And there's uh, Sam Austin who plays in the number 10 role, he's got five. Um, Gerardo Bedrami, he's not a name you could have heard of, but he's a top-class centre-half at this level. Unfortunately for us, he got sent off for a second yellow on that Tuesday night game at Chorley last week, so 
we'll have to probably draft in the veteran Keith Lowe to go up against McAtee or Linnell John Lewis or you know maybe even one of the backup brigade, depending on how Paul Hurst wants to wants to play it really. I am definitely I trying to look for former town players. What were you going to say? I think it will be. I think it will be interesting to see whether we go a little bit stronger than we did last time. You would expect us to, um, with it, you know, treat them with a little bit more respect, with them being a only only a league below us. Um, and and I think he said didn't he that he wishes there was a league game this week because it gives him a chance to um, get things back on track. And I actually feel that a break of a couple of weeks in the league, as long as we don't lose on Saturday, um, could do us good because the gives the chance for the lads that have had COVID to get themselves fit, gives Brian Taylor the chance to get fit and a little bit of time to perhaps work on some magic on the training ground. But uh, could you just, um, Shane, obviously you were in the league in the early noughties, weren't you, for um, for a few seasons. Um, where, where do you think the club's natural level is? Is it the conference? Is it National League North now? Where, where do you think, because how did you... How did you get to the league and and that sort of thing? How did that how did that come about? Obviously, without saying promoted, um, was it was it sort of a good crop or some investment <laughs> or what happened? Well, we got promoted. Uh, I think in ninety nine two thousand, so slightly before my time of getting down there. Um, well, from what I understand, there was a good bit of backing from the chairman at the time, Lionel Newton, and of course, Jan Mole. With the Liverpool legend came in uh, to manage the side eventually. Uh, obviously, went down in the 04-05 season, which is when I started getting to a few games. Well, in terms of the natural level, I'm denouncing a pattern. If you if you look at the Tavi Street, it probably is a, a step one conference side, but at the minute we've been down here at step two for well, I think it's our sixth season now, so. We've got to be humble about it and say our natural level is where we are at the minute, which is, unfortunately for us, the National League North and Step 2. What 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 differences have you noticed in that league? I mean, I would like to think we would never have to worry about it, but, um, I mean, I never thought I'd have to worry about the conference, but there we go. Um, what was um, What is the level like? What are you expecting? Spending more town to me, remind didn't they play Grimsby Borough like 10 years ago, Bruce, Tom? I'm not sure if you if that name would ring a bell with you guys, but what, what's the level like down there? What can is it more physical? Is it slower? Is it or is it improving? I'd say the common consensus for step two is that the national south is more technical and the national north is more meaty and physical. But to be honest, you look at the, some of the teams at this level, file do we know well, Brackley who was a perennial third, fourth place every year. I call them the National League North Arsenal. There's death, taxes, and Brackley will be top four. You've got Gateshead, you've obviously York City, Darlington, Chester, Hereford, ourselves. I mean, there is, these are big, big clubs. Boston. Boston as well, yeah. yeah. Sorry, Tom will get upset about that. Uh, that no, nice. <laughs> No, but they say they, they say that the football the, the conference is a the conference is an ex football league team, you know, sort of burial ground. Well, the conference North's got probably half a dozen. Yeah, it's it's the conference is the football league to burial ground, then the North was probably the burial ground for some of the conference sides. You know, I mean, 
you said, Alex, you never thought you'd have to worry about the conference. Ten years ago, I never thought we'd have to worry about the National North. It was full of teams like Vauxhall Motors at the time and Drillston. Now, you look at it now and it's York City, it's Chester, it's Boston, it's Hereford, it's Darlington. It's, it's crazy. It's the only way you can pull it. it it's just crazy. What are you? What well, are you hoping for? Yeah, it, there's not a lot of. Cra- well, it's a win, isn't it? <laughs> At the end of the day, you, you guys want to win it. We want to win it. There's no a replay doesn't really help anybody, does it? Especially at this time of the year. A long, a long trip to us up to to Grimsby on a Tuesday night. It's not going to be ideal. And you know, you guys mentioned about a break in the league might do you. I do you well, but if you go play twice in three days, it almost defeats the object, doesn't it? So, if we can get the game done either way, ninety minutes, preferably with a home win, with all due respect, it'll be. Uh, I think that'd be a good outcome. Obviously, absolutely. <laughs> Mike, what were we going to say? Yeah, Shane. So, um, not not knowing as much as I should about Kidderminster, can you tell us a little bit about sort of what? your guys' expectations is this season, what you're aiming for, and sort of how do you, what's your style of play? How do you set up? How do you, how do you sort of play? There we go, fat fingers. So, style of play, we play it on the floor. It's, 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 the, it's the only way to pull it. We'll set up with a 4-2-3-1 and we will Look to get it wide, attacking fullbacks. Caleb Richards, who we signed on a free from Norwich after a good loan spell last year, probably one of our main attacking threats, linking up with Hemmings and Sterling James. But we will try and play the right way in air quotes, getting the ball down, getting it wide, and trying to put a lot of pressure on the back line. Which you know, two two sides. I watched your game against Brunsgrove and was mightily impressed. It should be a real good game, but. In terms of expectations, that's a weird one because see, we had the COVID season last season. We were doing well there. Well, that was the first time in two or three years where we looked like we were actually going to do something. Now, going back to the last completed season we had, there were times where I was actually contemplating we might be going down because financially we were just we were up uh, up the creek without the paddle, as they say. You know, it was it was looking looking iffy at times, but. We've had new owners coming now. They've put a little bit of money just to steady the ship, and we're hopefully now in the right direction. Personally, though, I'd, I'd have said top eight, top ten had been been good. Let's position ourselves as dark horses for the playoffs. But start of the season, we've done well. Yeah, I think it was Tom. You said the three games we've lost this season are going to be three of the sides who are going to be in, in that top five in Brackley. Foiled and gated. So, if we use that as a barometer, if we're up in that top eight, I think we'll be doing doing quite well. Has anyone got a question for Shane before we allow him to leave and not have to listen to us talk about defeats on the, on the trot? Good, Shane. It's a pleasure. We look forward to seeing you on Saturday. Uh, we hope it's a miserable one for you. Um, but uh, good luck with the rest of the season apart from 3pm next week this week lovely and uh, that feeling is mutual gentlemen thanks ever so much for having me on it's been a cheers Shane cheers no problem thanks mate
So, I mean, gentlemen, it's all going. It's a, a cup game is back. We've got an opportunity here. Team seems to be coming back together. From what I know, COVID players will be back in training this week. Uh, Joel Grant is ready and wearing and is back on, back receiving, is back doing uh, full training as well and may well be in contention. Sh Tom, Sean Scannell's going to be uh, available at some point very soon. He is ready and raring to go. He's going to be the answer to our striker needs and our creating of chances. You must be really looking forward to him getting on the pitch and and and, and finally showing what he's got. Isn't he a midfielder? Ah, oh, no. I've never seen him play. <laughs> <laughs> and I think he plays across either side and up front as well. He can play That's anywhere. What... Anywhere at this <laughs> level. Anywhere. <laughs> when he plays. <laughs> He's going to be amazing. You think former Blackpool? He's a former Blackpool player, isn't he? I don't know. Anyway, he's going to ruin them, ruin them. And there we go. I mean, there's going to be quite a few options that are available to us. Good question, though, when we're talking about um, about Kidderminster and such. Do you think Paul Hurst? We 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 kind of touched on it. Do you think he's going to be really looking at, um, you know, making the same number of changes he did at Bromsgrove? Or do you think he's going to try and use this as an opportunity? Tom, we know how seriously he takes the FA Trophy. Do you think it'll be the same in the FA Cup and we'll expect to see a relatively strong team to go out? Yeah, I think he's made it fairly public that he'd quite like a cup run, hasn't he? Um, so I expect a fairly strong team. Uh, as we've already spoken about, they're in good form. They score a lot of goals. Uh, they'll fancy their chances uh, with us having lost two games on the trot. So I think it'd be a, a tough, a much tougher tie now than when the draw was initially made. I think when the draw was initially made, they weren't in brilliant form, and we were flying. Uh, I think everyone thought, "Oh yeah, this is in the background too. Here we come." Whereas now you're looking at it thinking, "Fucking hell, this is a uh, you know the tin tin pot claxometer. This is a seven. <laughs> You're probably, I think you're probably right, Thomas. Just thinking and listening to what you're saying there, and the question that, that, that I talked about earlier about um, how how strong a team, we, he won't want to lose three on the spin. He wants a cup run. Maybe maybe with a week's rest, we're going to see a, a pretty strong first, pretty strong lineup. You know, he's going to. This is a chance for this team to get back to winning ways, isn't it? As well, it's almost like he's. Um, you've also got an opportunity with the players here. Go look. You could have had a week off here if you'd have, you know, got a couple of points from this week. Now you've got to get out in the cup and, you know, show what they do because the lads beforehand showed exactly what they were made of when they dismissed Bromsgrove. I mean, the question is, if we're lucky enough to get out of this out of this round and into the second round proper, um, are we going to get a draw away from the West Midlands or do you think we'll be back there? Solihull Moors, somewhere like that, will be coming up, you know, never leaving. We might even have to change the uh, semi-finals at Villa Park. Like the good old days. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, I think just just going back to what you're talking about. I think if um, if we had we were going into that game, not on the back of two defeats, I think you might have seen something a little bit similar to Bromsgrove. Uh, I think the fact that we've had two defeats, um, he needs to, and he wants to cup run, then he'll play a pretty strong side to try and get us back to winning ways. Um, if we go through, Alex, I just want a tie that's less than uh, an away game that's less than two and a half hours away. Even okay Manchester, yeah. Even Manchester. I'm just waiting for the trophy draw now. See where we get in the trophy. 
But yeah, please, just somewhere that's not two and a half hours away. Trophy draws not till well, we don't come in till December. No, we come in the third round, don't we? Yeah, which is in December. Brilliant. Alex, you're a bit quiet there, mate. Is that better? I fixed it. Mike, yeah. are you any good at running podcasts? Yeah. <laughs> no, not good at anything, not. mate. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, is it for those who are panicking, for those who are worried, are we all, first of all, so let's, let's sort of like, you know, raise the heart levels a bit more. Should we be, should we be looking for another striker? Um, Paul Hurst has said, he said no to a couple. Tom, you, you don't have to answer it. It's fine. Um, no, I want to answer this one because this, this is like a question that gets gets asked every week. On do you think um, I'm going to ask ask the question before he answers it? Uh, do you think uh, the most recent run of results have hastened the look for it, and do you think it could me- effectively negatively affect the team because it will pressure Paul Hurst to buy bringing in someone? He wasn't necessarily keen on doing. He mentioned a couple of weeks ago, or this week actually, that he'd seen a couple of players. They, but he wasn't for his liking. Tom, go. I think um, I think Paul Hurst has answered this question multiple times. Yes, we're in the market for a, a striker. Uh, no, we're not going to bring anybody in. He's going to bring in uh, the player that he feels right. I think if anybody needs a reference point, it was uh, the guy who used to play for York and Fleetwood, Richard Brody. Um, they they brought him him in fairly hastily, obviously thinking he'd, he'd banged in loads of goals at conference level, and then he obviously turned out to be really disruptive for the dressing room, and he's had his fingers burnt, and yeah, that's exactly that's what Bruce's put. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's the, the the discussion is is pointless really. Hurst has made it very clear that he would like to bring someone in, but he's also made it very clear he's not just going to bring anybody in, and we should just be patient. As I keep having to say, we're still second. We're only a point off the top of the league. We've won. Nine games out of 14. We've scored 27 goals, which is nearly two goals a game. Uh, we're doing pretty well. Uh, everybody just needs to sit down and have a pint. <laughs> Here ends the party political broadcast from the uh, Tom Sargent party. <laughs> uh, look, at all, look at all that went last year. Sit yeah, exactly. Going to stay gonna stay up, aren't we, Tom? No problem. Don't worry it about me, it. It was me yeah. told to do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mike was the one in the right. He could see the writing on the wall. You're the person there with Greta Thunberg going, calm down, love, have a pint. There's nothing wrong with a C. Just get some galoshes. <laughs> Alex, can I, just, can I just come in with a counter to Tom's um, theory? Oh, hang on. Bruce is going to go too far the other way now. What was it? No, uh, I don't think it's a crisis. Yeah, um, you used to go to Kidderminster. But no, do you yeah. think it was a crisis? I don't, no, 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 I was just saying, I don't think it's a crisis. You were saying that we're, we're all right. Um, I think a fuffle. If you are serious about staying at the top of this league, you've got to amass a silly amount of points 
And in my opinion, you can't afford, we can't afford to sit and be having this conversation in three weeks with one win from four or five games behind us and say, you know, Paul Hurst doesn't want to bring the wrong person in. There has to come a point where we have to bring somebody in to to produce the goods on the pitch. And, and, and you know, I'm not saying we won't. And hopefully, you know, we'll get a good result, good performance Saturday. People will be back and fit and stuff. But this run of defeats and no, not scoring doesn't want to go on for three, four, five games or else you're going to be off the pace. I, I'll put it out there now that I don't think Wrexham will win this league this season. Because I think, I mean, they're, already, I think they're already too far behind. Yeah, and I think you And I'll stand by, I'll stand by that. Sorry, let me, Tom's waving, let me just... Don't worry, I'm going to speak before Tom speaks. Uh, the question I was going to ask is, we, we're talking so much about strikers. The conversation that everybody's brought up on this conversation in, in the podcast this week is, we're not creating chances. Is are we are we looking at the wrong areas? Is is that the is that the area that needs to be looked at? If we're not creating chances, then then what's the point in having a striker? I guess like there's no one there to put no. weight, and that's what Lenny Lenny's looking at more and more isolated up front. Here he comes, and that's why I think Bogle should you know Bogle should be back. I just think the combination, <laughs> combination we've got up front at the minute just doesn't look right at the moment, and I'm, and that's not to say that it won't click, but we just don't look like we don't look as fluent as we did previously, and that's so, my final parting gesture on the. What um, listeners, what Tom is going to do now is he's going to read out all the town players who score goals, and then talk about uh, we don't need to create chances because we are creating them, uh, uh, but the question is. What was I going to say, actually? Tom, go for your bit. Go on. Get your not get your one pound fifty non-league paper out. So I just wanted to sort of reply to Bruce's uh, comments. There, I, I think uh, in years gone by, he's probably right. He didn't need to amass uh, a colossal amount of points to get out of the division. Uh, but this is probably the first time in. Uh, in arguably the history of the conference where there's four or five teams that can genuinely win the league. Like you've got us, Wrexham, Notts County, Chesterfield. Uh, the, <laughs> the, the money that Stockport was spending at the beginning of the season, you probably would have put them in that bracket and the size of the club. And then you've got teams like, Sort of, you know, up and coming teams like Bromley and, and Boreham Wood who are really ambitious. Uh, whereas in previous years, when, like, say, Mansfield and uh, uh, who else won the league? Uh, Fleetwood, when they won the league, they had like huge budgets compared to everybody else, and there was nobody really who could challenge them. And then you go back further into the history of the, co the conference, it's always only been between maybe one or two clubs. So I think, and if you look at our record against teams that are supposed favourites so far this season, we've beat Wrexham, uh, we drew with Stockport, and then we, we lost to Notts County. So we've got a mixed record against teams um, that are favourites for the the title already. And I think that's being reflected it across the league. Yesterday, Dagenham and Redbridge drew against Chesterfield. Uh, so I, I don't think it is going to be 
like a huge 100 points total that wins the league this season. Uh, and then further to that, we've we've lost two games on the trot. We're not like in the middle of a, a crisis and we've got a break in the cup on Saturday. And then uh, I can't remember who our, our next game is against after that, but it's hardly like we're, we're facing older the clock. Older shot. Yeah, exactly. So we're playing older shot. Who are down the bottom. It's hardly like we're in. <laughs> we're facing the possibility of losing four games on the trot, or five or six games on the trot. We're not. I can't like, believe you're suggesting it. Well, we're not. We're not like staring a, a crisis in the face, are we? Like I can't believe Tom says we could just, lose five on the trot. That we, negativity. We need to just sort of relax. Um, you know, yesterday we lost 1-0. It was a smashing grab, but we lost 1-0 to one of the team's favourites for the title. <laughs> uh, what were you going to say? Bruce, you beat Mike to the punch. What were you going to say on the retort? No, my po- that, that was that was partly what Tom's saying is my point. I mean, he's, he's saying we're not going to, but we just need to make sure that this doesn't become a run of three, four, five games that are, that are, that are fruitless and it, it's you know if we're sat here this time maybe not next week because it's not league points but the week after we're at all the shot aren't we and then like you say then we've got the Friday night game against South End and then I think the following Saturday we're at home to Boreham Wood um, yeah. you know no Solly Hall away we're not sorry no. oh West Midlands again yeah yeah oh Solly Hall on the Tuesday yeah I'm, I'm planning on going to that one because I've not been there but but um but yeah, it's it, it, it. We just need to be careful and cautious that it doesn't become that run because then it does become a problem, and we need to try and nip it in the bud before it becomes a problem. Was my point really? And that's what's the problem is with this league. It's such a you. You've we've talked about it time and time again. There is one automatic promotion spot, and you tend to have to buy. I'm buying into the idea with Tom that there's a lot of teams that have got similar abilities that are going to take points off one another, but you usually have to get. A silly amount of points before you, um, you to even stand a chance, and then after that, you're into the playoffs, and that's where madness lies. Um, and I agree with both of you. I guess for those who are panicking, what can you say, Mike, to them? I, I, I'm very much of the thought process that look, we were a depleted team. I spoke on the Notts County podcast, said this is a great time to play us because we've we're, we're, we're trying to find a new way of a different way of playing from what had been really successful from us to begin with. Um, and as such, you've got an opportunity. And they didn't take advantage of it. They got a really fortunate goal at the very end of the game where sort of chaos was reigning and they could go either way. Um, and, you know, it's... Wilston, I thought, was a bit of a disappointment. And I was disappointed with, with the lack of a response. But from Bruce, uh, it was a pretty good performance. So I don't think there's necessarily too much to worry about. I think we'll beat Kidderminster. Uh, I think Paul Hurst will find a guy in January that he likes and wants to bring in. Up front, I think there'll be a couple of additions. The 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 um, owner said it's there if he needs it, and I don't I don't think there's another man in football I would trust more to bring in the right players than Paul Hurst. I mean, for fuck's sake, would you want Ian Holloway here at the moment, just bringing in any fucker that stops walking in Bristol? Uh, he goes, do you want a loan deal? Because uh, <laughs> I mean, as long as it's Riley Tower, he's, he's still living up here apparently. Well, he's he was quite slow to to leave, wasn't he? You can have um, him back. Yeah, thanks, mate. Really appreciated. Mike, what would you say? Sorry, I asked you a question, then I went on my own monologue. So those who are panicking, what would you say? Or or should they be panicking? And I'm going crazy. 
No, I, d- I don't think they should be honest. I mean, I, I agree with Tom. I think, look, everybody needs to just calm down a little bit. Um, losing two games or sort of being top of the league did not make us the best team in the league. Losing two games does not make us a bad team. It's it's a long season in a tough league and it's going to happen. So I think everybody just needs to be a little bit careful. Now, I can I can only really go from Wheelston because I didn't see County. But just linking back into sort of the, the striking issue, it's obvious Paul Hurst wants a different option that offers him something different. Um, and he's going to get that. When that is is open, it's just when whoever he wants turns up. But at the Wilson game, if we'd played somebody else up front, I don't really think it would have changed much. You know, I don't really think Lenny had, had much service. He was quite isolated, didn't really have a chance. So I, I think sometimes we, we have to be a little bit careful of, we like to find somebody in the team that we can vent our criticism at. And at the minute, it just looks like it's Lenny. Um and when you actually analyse Tuesday, did he really do anything wrong? So I think we should just calm down a bit. We will, we've got a nice little break now. We can sort of try and get back into the swing of things against Kidderminster. And look, we're going to lose games along the way. We're going to lose two games in a row along the way. Um, but it's our first season down here. We've had however many changes to our squad. And we've started the season really well. So it's all positive. Bruce, what I, what, I, what I will say is that the um, what we've, we've what we've got obviously we've got come the next game we've got options available to us that we've not had for a couple of games, and that's not a digger. Or Joel Grant, Sean Scannell, exactly. Well, Taylor's available again, isn't he? Um, and he's been, I think he's been the the surprise package for me of the season. The way that he's performed, um, having seen quite a lot of the team. Um, and obviously he did work well with McAtee, who he's not going to be playing with for a few weeks. But, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see whether he, you know, whether he gets a start and gets the nod again. And like I say, I, what I'm saying, Mike, is not a criticism of Lenny in, in any shape or form. We just haven't found a combination in the last couple of games that looks like it's going to score goals, whether that be from the wide men, the centre forward, anybody. We just, we, ha- we haven't looked like we're going to score one, uh, two, one or two goals, you know, let alone three or four um, in the last couple of games. But like I say, fingers like you all, you know, like you guys have said, fingers crossed. It's that it is what it is. But um, we need to make sure that it, you know, we pick up three points in the next league game, and hopefully we go through in the cup. Yeah, I think I I don't think there's a better end place to end it. But there, we need to have a little bit more because of the discussion next week as well about the women's team. Obviously, beat Cleethorpes eight nil today. GTFC Academy, they uh, unfortunately lost a crew in the FA Youth Cup, um, but they're doing exceptionally well. They're top of their league as well. Everything around us is doing pretty well. Let's hope we're going to still see absolute uh, droves of fans in, and I hope a lot of you will make your way down to Kidderminster um, and, and, and enjoy it. Anybody got anything to add before we go? If not, I will call it a t- day. Good. Let's get on. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. Mike, thank you. Bruce and Tom, uh, we shall all see you soon. Uh, have a good day. Bye. Open wide for some soccer.